Hi everyone, and welcome to Raspberry Rock ASMR with me, Alicia. During the last weekend of August, parts of southern Canada and northern United States had the opportunity to see the Northern Lights. What are the Northern Lights? The Northern Lights Center describes it as bright dancing lights of the aurora are actually collisions between electronically charged particles from the sun that enter the Earth's atmosphere. Auroral displays appear in many colors, pale green and pink, shades of red, yellow, green, blue, and violet have been seen. The lights appear in many forms, from patches or scattered clouds of light to streamers, arcs, rippling curtains or shooting rays that light up the sky with an eerie glow. The news of a possible sighting of the northern lights excited me as I happened to be at the cabin that weekend and with low light pollution, I was sure to see this magical phenomenon. In the past three years of my visits to the cabin, I have made several attempts to view the Milky Way, specifically during the cooler months when there are no bugs to pester me. We would grab our chairs and sleeping bags, with me cocooning myself in all nice and cozy, intently staring upwards into the vast night sky. The sky was beautifully speckled with stars. There was the odd crackling of a branch which turned out to be Willow and Junebug on the prowl. In the far off distance, you may catch a coyote howling. I was so hopeful. Without fail though, the moon made an appearance and all I was able to see was the stars. Don't get me wrong, I am amazed by the stars and the moon moves my spirit. I'm just saying that seeing the Milky Way alongside all of this would have been fantastic. I'm intrigued at how the moon can influence the tides, the rains, the water, and seasons. In astrology, the moon is symbolic of the soul. To me, the moon seems to illuminate the dark side of nature. Returning back to the northern lights, at around dusk, we made a fire in the fire pit and watched the embers dance. Although the fire element may be viewed as representing passion, motivation, creativity, energy, or even anger, it can also be interpreted as our inner light, the fire that burns within us. Have you ever noticed there are many colors within a fire? That evening, I saw flames of red, orange, yellow, and even blue. The presence of reds is symbolic of courage. An orange flame is filled with incentive. A predominantly yellow fire speaks to light of our spirits. Blue-white embers is the universal light. If you think about it, the symbolic reference of fire can influence our body, mind, and spirit. In my yoga practice, certain yoga poses create much needed heat to get the body moving. Our minds have the ability to hold creativity energy and our spirit holds inner light of which I spoke of. A good fire 
always mesmerizes me. The fire eventually smoldered, and we were prepared for the night sky. I settled back in the gravity chair with a couple of blankets and intently watched the sky transform. A blanket of stars covered my view. I saw a few shooting stars and made some wishes, hoping for them to come true. I even saw a couple of satellites traveling across. Was the Milky Way going to show itself? It did. The hazy band of light was faint in appearance to my naked eye. The mere realization that this patch is a concentrated band of billions of different stars in our galaxy is astounding. While I was gazing back and forth, an owl serenaded us with its sounds. I whispered, that is so cool that I get to hear this. You see, I have an affinity towards owls. In my Animal Spirit podcast, I explain the significance of owl. The owl call was eerily spooky and mysterious. I so wanted to see it take flight across the night sky. I have built an owl box that is perched high up on a tree in hopes that an owl will call it home. No sightings as yet. The beavers in the beaver pond that night were also active, slapping their tails to let us know we were their visitors. There was another odd sound from across the pond that was not easily identifiable. We shone a light across, scanning the area, but saw nothing. At this point, we thought it would be great to capture some pictures of the Milky Way as we await the northern lights. There was a lot of fiddling around with camera equipment, and the beavers continued to make their presence known. With some pictures taken, we needed to make sure what we were doing actually worked. I remained outside while my partner went into the cabin. I felt content at that moment, surrounded by stars, the Milky Way, and the fire coals were aglow. Then I heard this big commotion on the beaver pond and what sounded like something big enter the water and it began to make a swimming noise with huge strokes. My body tensed, my heart raced, my mind immediately went to flight or fight mode when faced with something unfamiliar. Where was Willow? What was taking my partner so long to return? Dare I switch on my headlamp to see what was coming my way? My world suddenly felt very small compared to the vastness I was witnessing above. Don't be silly, I told myself. Willow would have barked to alert me. I wasn't sure if Willow was even outside. I truly admit I am not entirely comfortable with the dark, especially out in the woods. In the cabin, we have a string of indoor mini lights draped along the ceiling. They are always on. Back in the city, I keep a salt lamp on during the night. For the purposes of that night, we did turn off all inside lights to minimize any light pollution. Am I the only one feeling this uncomfortable about the dark? Turns out I'm not alone. I chuckled at a recent blog I read in which the blogger made reference to staying at a local campground. Campers had lanterns, strings of mini lights, floodlights, etc. Some were inside their tents reading an ebook or on their phones, 
rather than sitting around a fire and seeing the odd firefly flicker by. The blogger went on to speculate that maybe it was easier to stay inside a tent than interact with campground neighbors in awkward conversation. There is also the missed opportunity of the fire's ability to bring forth meditative thinking. We can all sit in silence together. But what about being comfortable in our own silence, our own darkness? If a blackout occurs in the city, I slowly move around to get my bearings to find the candles and flashlight. I am more aware of my surroundings until I become accustomed to the darkness. My body and mind intentionally slow down in thought and in movement to balance out the imbalance I am faced with. As you can see, there is a bit of mindfulness at play here. It was time for me that night to get comfortable with the darkness and appreciating it for what it is. First, I need to understand my uncomfortable feelings. Am I just simply afraid of the dark because of all those scary movies I watched in my younger years, or is there more to it? Facing my truths will let me face my fears and begin to calm down my mind and my physiological reactions. Knowing my surroundings, that the cabin is only a few feet away, my partner was inside the cabin, and Willow and Jubug were also nearby, gives me a sense of security. I had a headlamp with me, but if the batteries were dead, then what? The coals of the fire were still smoldering, but what if the fire had died out? My eyes would adjust, and if not, I could slowly move my physical self in the direction I needed to go. Maybe I should practice walking in the dark practicing to overcome my inhibitions. When the moon is out, it can certainly be bright enough to light up the entire beaver pond. As mentioned before, it wasn't out that night, but could be a potential source of navigation. When we shone the light across the pond, I was petrified of seeing a shadow. I told myself whatever was splashing in the water was an animal, probably just trying to find its bearing in the dark there was nothing to fear. Instead of just sitting in my chair, I actually got up and moved around a bit, careful not to step onto the fire pit or roll down the nearby hill. By exploring what little I could see, I was moving with the night. I embraced what the darkness had to offer, the beautiful night sky, the abundance of sounds from creatures, the movement of Willow pouncing on I don't know what. I felt a bit more empowered. Reminiscing back to my first overnight stay in the shelter when there was no cabin, the night was very intimidating for me. I was accustomed to the noises of the city and unfamiliar with what I was hearing after the lights went out. Needless to say, my sleep was less than restful. Bringing it back to a few weeks ago, Instead of confining myself into what seemed like a small space of darkness, I looked up to the sky and let out a long, deep breath. I saw stars, shooting stars, satellites, distant planes, and the Milky Way full of its own stars. I felt supported by the ground as my feet firmly touched raspberry rock, and beyond that, I was supported by the earth that Raspberry Rock rests on. 
I let out a long, deep breath. I appreciated all the creatures and their night sounds as they moved in the dark night of space. I let out a long, deep breath. I expanded my awareness of the night wholeheartedly, reveling in its beauty and all that it had to offer. We never did end up seeing the northern lights, and that's okay. I connected to the dark, to the universe, truly appreciating a wider sense of the world, holding me and supporting me in this very moment. Wishing you a wonderful rest of the week, my friends. 